Hey everyone, welcome to the Work Friends Podcast, where we bring meaningful conversations to you. I'm Jen Brubaker, and I'm here with my co-host, work and real friend, Ainsley Stanley. This is a bonus episode. Today on the podcast, we have a little bit of a different episode. We were at Conestoga Bible Camp this summer, and for Youth Camp, we did our very first live recording with an audience of our favorite campers from CBC. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we have have an interview with our friends Dustin and Charisse all about wrestling and we were joined by some Q&A and some fun audience participation from the campers this week. So grab a pumpkin spice latte because fall is here. Go for a nice walk. Play some euchre with some friends. Do whatever you need to do and enjoy today's episode. Beauty! Okay! Guys, we have never done this before. Um, a little background, Ainsley and I do a podcast called Work Friends, which has been really fun. <laughs> Love that yeah. delayed response. Um, we, wow, <laughs> thank you. Um, if you are interested in hearing, like Kevin and Joanna have been on, Sharice was on, Terry was on, um, you guys can hear a little bit more about their life and just, yeah, we just want to bring cool, meaningful conversations to people. So, I mean, feel free, this isn't a sp- necessarily supposed to be a plug but if you're interested go check it out but <laughs> this this is being recorded right now yeah so you guys are like the first ever live audience which yeah. you've never done this before so, t- so- <laughs> yeah so technically you're a part of this podcast episode like each one you of guys you are is a contributing a member right nice yeah so, so would you say they're they're officially all work friends? You guys are officially all work friends. Yeah. <laughs> we'll take the booing as like a good thing. Yeah? <laughs> Enough. Um, okay, so today we are going to be interviewing Dustin and Sharice, as you can kind of tell. I don't know if you can see them, but they're they're there. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so I want you guys to think of some fun fact or just random questions that you want to know about Dustin and Sharice. And while you guys are thinking of those, I have a couple here. Okay, so Sharice, we'll start with you. Um, what's your ideal day? My ideal day? Um, I think I, I answered this question on the first podcast I was on. Ooh, well, I wonder if your answer is going to be the I same. I know, probably. Um, my ideal day. Uh, I really like waking up early. I really like spending time by myself in the morning. So probably waking up early good coffee, and then just spending a lot of time outside. I love doing anything outside, biking, hiking, camping. So really, if I'm outside, it's an ideal day. And being at youth camp. And youth camp. Obviously, a day at youth camp <laughs> is an ideal day. Yeah, <laughs> Let's go without course. saying. Okay, what about you, Dusty? Well, first of all, I'd like to just point out that she never mentioned anywhere in her ideal day that I was there. <laughs> <laughs> My ideal day is waking up really early having a coffee with my wife oh. That's nice. in the back country of Algonquin Park yes. with our canoe. Yeah. 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 I think that's my, I think that's, that's my true. ideal day. That's I mean, a good day. if you start your day that way, I don't think anything that could happen after that would make it worse. So that's, that's good. That's like, that's it's, it'd be perfect. Cool. Okay, one uh, one more fun fact question from me, and then I'm turning it to you guys. Okay, where is the best place you've ever been? Ooh. 
<laughs> yes. Top, definitely CBC. Um, I... S- <laughs> Sorry, the, pod, the listeners can't see that, hear, see that, but I was just shaking my head. <laughs> um, I... Oh, that's a tough question. I spent some time in Ireland and traveled to the city of Galway. And that, like, Ireland itself is, like, a beautiful country. Like, there's so many mountains and, like, green rolling hills. The landscape is just gorgeous. But Galway just has such a great, like, music scene. And there's just so much to see and do there that it was a really fun city to travel through as well. Yeah, that's that's legit. Um, Thanks. I think so. I've I've been I've been in a few places, and um, I think that question is difficult to answer without like putting it into a like category. What's the best like insert category place you've ever been? Um, for me, probably like one of the most exhilarating places is uh, at the edge of Victoria Falls in mm-hmm. Zambia. Mm-hmm. So I was there. Uh, I've been there twice, and the first time I was there was during the dry season when the water level was low and you could walk out, you can hire a guide to walk you out into this little pool that's like right at the edge of the falls. And so uh, we followed him out there and it's like this six foot like radius uh, like pool and uh, kind of like a hot tub, you know, ish size. And uh, you, from that pool, you can like lean over the falls and like re- you're like right on the edge of it. So I have this awesome photo looking like 300 feet down to the bottom of uh, the Zambezi River. Mm. And uh, I would say that's like, that's up there for sure on the list of places I've been. Raise your hand if you would do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. I knew cool. you guys were cool. I knew you guys were cool. <laughs> nice. Um, okay, fun fact questions from you guys. What do you want to know about Dustin Charisse? Kate. What's your favorite breakfast cereal? What is your favorite Ooh. breakfast cereal? Hands down, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Yeah. So good. So good. This <laughs> like a real studio audience. <laughs> yeah. I am thinking I would go Golden Grams. Oh, that's, I, yeah. that's, that's mine also. That's mine also. But the no no name Golden Grams from Walmart. Oh. What? Yeah. Are they better? Yes. No, no okay. name Golden Grams from Walmart. Okay. All right. The best. Hmm. Good question. Good question. Okay, question. another question. Ellie. Okay. How did you guys meet and who liked you first? Ooh. How did you guys meet oh. and who liked wow. you first? Wow, I didn't know we were going there. They look uncomfortable up here. Um, we kind of grew up with each other. Um, Dustin's... We're not related. We aren't related. We did check before we started dating. We did confirm we are not related. Um, But uh, we would have first, I think, met up here, actually. Um, First time? Oh, yeah. I was your counselor. Dustin was my (laughs) counselor. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, so the first time we met was up here, but we <laughs> we grew up going to um, the same church, and we actually were hired on to kind of fill in a gap year in our youth group and kind of be the youth um, program directors and leaders. Mm-hmm. So that's how we really got to know each other. Um, who liked who first? I don't know. When did you start liking me? I don't know. I didn't keep track. 
Yeah, I think it was like for me, it was like early because we started dating in January of like 2015. Yeah. Right. And so it would have been like somewhere in the fall of 2014 where I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm into her. Yeah. <laughs> Probably around the same timeline, I would say. There you go. Yeah. We'll go with that. Good question. <laughs> okay, one more in the back. Is that Tyson? When is your anniversary? You see, Tyson, I am a smart man. <laughs> so I chose a date that would be impossible to forget. New Year's Eve. <laughs> December 31st, 2018. Because uh, our friends dared us. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, no. Uh, so yeah. we, we got married a little bit later than our friends did. And so when we were picking our wedding date, I was still in university. And every date we picked, a friend later told me that they were actually, their, that was their due date. Because a lot of our friends were pregnant when Around we got married. So then uh, what, one of our friends, um, actually Luke's old, Lucas's older brother, Ben, was wow. like, you guys should just get married on New Year's Eve. We got engaged in uh, like three, the day before four years camp. ago this this weekend. This weekend, yeah. So yeah, and so then Ben, but we were pick, still picking dates in September, and Ben said, "You guys should just get married New Year's Eve. Just have a short engagement." And we're like, "That's so we did That's it. cool." Four and then we're like, later, we "Yeah, were sure, let's do it." So we did it. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Fun story. Fun facts. Well, this morning, if you remember, I won't ask you if you remember, we'll just assume that you do. (laughs) Kevin talked a little bit about wrestling and um, wrestling either with God, theology, or just like belief systems is is something that all of us will do at some point. And so we're going to get to hear a little bit from Sharice and Dustin um, just about their story and what it looks like for them to to wrestle with. So um, just to start off... um, we just want to know, like, what is your sort of automatic response to wrestling? So um, when either that's like when things are hard or you're just confused about something. Um, yeah. What does it look like when you're in the middle of wrestling? You want me to go first? Sure. Okay. Um, yeah. In general, I would say, like, I kind of, like, turn into myself and I, like, block other people out. And especially if it's got, like, if I'm wrestling with something that, I feel like I need to fix or I need to like solve, um, then I will just like turn into myself, put my head down, focus really hard on like that issue or whatever it is. Um, but it results in me like blocking other people out. So like I don't want to talk to anybody, you know, um, don't want anybody else to kind of like come in or I like in in our married life, I like neglect Sharice emotionally maybe because I'm just like, no, I got to like focus on this thing. Um, and, uh, and I don't let her in. Um, yeah, that's kind of like my knee-jerk reaction when I'm mm-hmm. struggling with something. Mm-hmm. Um, I think mine, um, there's two phases generally. I think the initial phases of wrestling, I my um, feelings kind of turn outward and I just get really angry. Um, really angry towards God generally and I often would, will say like I'm in an argument with God um, and I often have a very short fuse then for people. Um, but I was raised very Mennonite, so you don't show your emotions <laughs> very often. So it's a lot of just internal anger and an internal like eye rolls or um, yeah. Sometimes when it, I've been wrestling for a while and I'm tired, then it becomes external anger. Um, but then generally after that phase, it turns into just apathy. Um, I just kind of become really apathetic and don't really care. Um, I start to uh, have like very little emotion regarding most things. Um, and then I often self-medicate with 
Netflix or um, shopping or just doing things that I think will bring me joy and bring peace and comfort, but they just kind of push me deeper into the emptiness. Mm. Relatable. <laughs> and kind of funny, too, like, Kevin talked about these things, right? Like, like the seven steps to fight or to, to wrestle well. And one of those things was to fight isolation mm. and to replace the, um, yeah, like, social media, like these things that we use to numb ourselves with, um, thankfulness or whatever it is, encouraging. So it's kind of it's really cool that it's like, yeah, this is like real, and like not just like Kevin up here talking about it, but also real in our lives too. Mm -hmm. um, as you guys have wrestled with things, what were some helpful things that you did, or maybe um, other people did, to help you wrestle well? And maybe what were some unhelpful things? Mm. Yeah, I think uh, we were talking about this earlier, and. Um, I think in general, for us, um, we find that it's super unhelpful when people don't give space for wrestling. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is just like, it can, be really, it can be really easy if somebody opens up to you about what they're going through to just be like, mm, that's hard. But like, let me tell you about my problem, right? Like to just like not, oh, that's like difficult, but I'm not gonna like allow you to share about that. And I think that's been like, I think that we would say that's un been unhelpful for both of us mm -hmm. when people have kind of um, done that. Um, I think, and I think we, I think on various levels we experience that because one of the like particular topics that we were talking about when it comes to wrestling for us has been um, maybe like a unique experience. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, we have a lot of like common experiences that we wrestle with that like everybody does, but we also have. Um, somewhat unique dreams um, and desires for our, our lives. And um, I think sometimes people struggle to relate to it, which is totally fair. But then when we're wrestling through like how God is leading us in that or getting us towards that, um, people don't really know how, like what to do with it because it's not like, so like our, to give a little context to that, like for a long time, Sharice and I both individually and together have desired to use our like technical training and experience, our education um, to potentially do like um, overseas work, international development, relief, that sort of thing. I um, mean, we've like made a lot of steps towards that in the past like 10 years for me, six years for her kind of thing. Um, but it's been like a very windy path to get there mm -hmm. and um, has taken a lot longer than we thought it would. And so in those moments, we like wrestle with God because we're like, man, like we're trying to serve you. We're trying to do the right things. Like this is what our five-year plan was. This is what our 10-year plan was. And we are behind schedule. Like where are you, Lord? Um, and I think some people can relate to that in different things, like when it comes to family planning or like marriage or whatever. But when it comes to like this desire to like go, um, some, like not everybody's experience is there. Um, so we've often felt kind of like pushed aside with our wrestling because they're like, man, that doesn't sound like that big of a deal. You seem to be doing fine. You got a house, <laughs> you're married, you know, you're doing all the Elmira things you're supposed to be doing. Like, isn't that good enough? Mm -hmm. And, uh, and it's like for, for many, like many times the answer for us is like, no, it's like, it's, it's not, even though we know that the Lord, like, like what he gives us should be good enough for us. Mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of like the, a lot of these answers that we're giving tonight, that's, those are kind of the, that's the place it's coming from. So I would say like unhelpful has been when people haven't given that space, but then super helpful 
is the opposite of that is like when people like are willing to enter in and hear it out and not try to like fix it right away mm -hmm. you know not try to like have the answers and just give you the space to feel what you're feeling and to like yeah to just allow you to wrestle through it mm -hmm. um and that's like yeah that's a super like it can be hard to know exactly what that looks like but honestly practically sometimes that's just like sitting on the couch and listening mm -hmm. and like letting like i have a friend that i go on like 10 kilometer walks with sometimes and I just like unload and he's just like yep I'm here I'm listening and that's super helpful mm -hmm. yeah and like to add to that too like I would say um I found it really unhelpful when people give like really pat answers to like well you can do um the Lord's work here or you know you don't need to be a missionary or go overseas to like be seen as good enough in the eyes of the Lord and it's really hard to explain that it's like it's this really deep ache within ourselves. Like mm -hmm. it's this deep ache in our heart. Um, it's a call we felt in our lives from a really young age to go um, to the world and to bring the good news. And the way we've decided to do that is with, like Dustin said, with our technical training, with our education. Um, but it's like we haven't, a lot of the doors that we've walked through to begin this journey, um, have they've been, they've been closed or it's been a no. Um, and so I think we've, as we've kind of walked this road of wrestling through like really God's purpose for our lives, um, we've been given a lot of pat answers or a lot of misunderstanding. And I think that is like no one's fault, but that just at large is just unhelpful. Mm -hmm. Um, <laughs> but I think, yeah, like helpful is just that, that listening ear, um, that trying to understand, even though they don't. And just that reminder that like, that God still sees and mm -hmm. that God is still in it. And mm -hmm. just because it's our life doesn't look like the way we want it to, that doesn't mean that he's like, he's completely out of the picture or that he doesn't see. Cause I think for a long time in the wrestle, I felt like God didn't, he must not see my heart if this isn't happening because this is a good thing. Like this was a, this has been a really good desire that I feel like he placed there. Um, and so when it wasn't coming to fruition, it was just like, man, God, like, do you even see me? Like, do you see the des this desire? Like, this desire is for you. Um, and I think through the process of wrestling, like, God obviously shows us a lot about ourselves, which he has. He's showing me the pride in that ache. He's showing me um, kind of maybe where it's actually me, me putting it on myself and not him. Um, but, yeah, I think overall just that, that listening ear and um, that, yeah, understandment, like understanding. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah, that's interesting. I think like something that as somebody who has conversations with particularly like teenagers a lot of the time is I like notice how it's really easy for them to think like, well, but but it doesn't matter. Like they'll kind of like share this thing that's really hard. And then, you know, we're sort of trained to mm -hmm. dismiss like our feelings and mm -hmm. other people's feelings and those things. And yeah. Even if something, like you said, it doesn't seem like such a big deal. Like, what does it matter? You live in a great house in Elmira, so, like, what do you have to complain about? Uh -huh. um, but instead being, like, that that might not be a struggle for somebody else, but to understand that that's, like, really real for you. Mm -hmm. um, and this isn't on my list of questions, but, you know, uh -huh. you both mentioned kind of this, like, in uh, the sort of knee-jerk reaction to internalize things, whether uh -huh. that's internalizing your feelings or just, like, not wanting to share um, and then also in your experiences of sometimes like when you do share, you kind of feel a little bit like people maybe don't understand or they dismiss you or all these things. So that to me sounds very isolating. <laughs> okay. Um, how do you deal with the isolating parts of wrestling? Um, I think with this particular wrestle, 
we've found um, friends that are like similar minded like in it Mm -hmm. and I think those are the friends that we go to when we're like in the depths of wrestling Um, those are the friends that we trust like with this part of our heart um, and this part of our dreams and this part of our like faith walk Um, because yeah like I think um, like Kev had at the end of his list like to guard to guard your heart and I think that has become an important thing for me as I walk through this wrestle of like not everyone needs to know about this wrestle like not everyone needs to be privy to that not everyone deserves is deserving of an explanation of what's going on but there are some people that we've had like even just like like one or two conversations that were like man we are kindred spirits and you get me and you see me and you see this heart and Mm -hmm. you've walked this road and like it's just honestly like coming home to family Mm -hmm. I imagine it's it will be like what heaven's like when you just like walk in, you're like, man, these people get me. Um, mm-hmm. And so we have some of those friends that we will like, yeah, with this you particular wrestle with. that we'll share with and walk this road with. Yeah. Yeah. And to, like to be perfectly clear, I don't think either of us are advocating for the approach we knee jerk take. Like Mm-mm. isolation is not yeah. a good idea. No, not a good um, idea. Don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that, yeah. And to that point, I think it's, it's building some of those friendships in, I mean, the friend I mentioned a second ago there where we take these excruciatingly long walks. Um, it's a mutual thing where like there's a text that says we need to go for a walk and we know that something's <laughs> up. And so uh, those are, those are the relationships that I think are super important to maintain. Mm-hmm. Um, where you can have that place. I think, uh, obviously, like, we've become that for each other mm-hmm. um, in marriage, but it's also been really healthy for our relationship to have those friendships that are external to it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, yeah. so yeah, friendships and, and pushing past that isolation mm-hmm. is, uh, yeah, is really key. Mm-hmm. Yeah, being real with people, yeah. finding yeah. your people. Yeah, and then just getting on a podcast and sharing it for everyone. Yes, yeah, yes. for sure. <laughs> Make it really it's like sharing public. it for all. So. <laughs> yeah, I do appreciate that you're like, not everyone needs to know all these things. But now they do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing with us. Um, what is something that you have learned from wrestling? Um, th- from this in particular, like, again, we've kinda, we're kind of answering these questions all in the context of, like, this, like, what feels like a long road to like get yeah, to where to clarify, we want to like, go. This has not been the only thing we've wrestled with. This yeah. is the most recent thing we've wrestled with, but like we've been wrestling with it, Dustin now for like 10 years, maybe yeah, for like six to it, seven. Yeah. And it's something mm-hmm. that we both like, it's one of the things that connects us to is like mm-hmm. this desire, which is one of the reasons we got married in the first place. So that's kind of we're sharing this one. But anyways, <laughs> um, yeah. So all I was going to say was like, we're putting this in the context of this, like sort of seemingly long journey of like, okay, you know, I thought this was going to happen a lot quicker. I thought by the time I was 31 that I was going to be, you know, five years of experience on the field in some other country working for either a missions agency or an NGO. Um, you know, like, why am I not there yet, Lord? Um, but what I've learned about God in the process, what I've learned about myself in the process is um, that, man, like, God is always at work no matter where you are Mm -hmm. and like there is like things don't happen on on our timeline and that's okay like um it's been amazing to see how in the seasons of like waiting um we have been able to do some like really awesome things um and be a part of some really awesome things um i think it's been cool to be still in omira you know building a little bit of a life there together um it's been healthy for us um, we were a part of a church plant a couple years ago, still are going there. That's really exciting. 
Um, we have been able to consistently invest here at CBC and be a part of youth camp, which we love, um, which like if we were halfway across the world, we wouldn't be able to do. So um, I think I'm just like continually reminded when I reflect on it that like no matter what my plans are, like God has, God has good stuff in store, even if things don't go according to my, my plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think for me, the biggest takeaway was, um, like, my plan after I finished high school was, like, to go. Like, I was just going to go. I was going to move. Um, I actually I was in Zambia, Africa, for about seven months after I finished high school, and I came home from my sister's wedding, and my plan was actually to go back and move back there for, like, ten years. Um, and, and then things just kind of unraveled with that, and I ended up staying here and getting a job at Woodside where I met Dustin, and... This <laughs> Praise the Lord for that. Um, so many years later, we're married and here. But um, I think the thing I was really confused for a long time was like I had a plan, and like I had a plan after high school. Like it was all figured out. Sharice always has a plan. I always have a plan. I always have my five, ten, fifteen year plan, <laughs> and I don't like when the plan doesn't go as planned. Like that's that's why you have a plan. Um, <laughs> but I think looking back, like I was so sure that my life was gonna work out the way my 16, like 15, Mm. 16, 17 year old self thought it was. And then to be sitting here at 27 being like, I haven't done even half the things I thought I was going to by this this time. And like, I think part of the wrestle for me has been learning to be okay with that. Learning Mm. to be okay with the fact that God has written my story and I don't always love it. I don't always love the chapters he's included. I don't love the length of chapters for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but that he He is the one writing it and that, um, and that that's okay that it's taken this time to get here. Mm-hmm. Um, and that God has been doing, like Dustin said, so much good work in that time and so much like mm-hmm. it has really been a training ground for what we hope is the next chapter of our life. Um, yeah, so... I think, yeah, I really learned that, like, high school is great and having plans is great, but, like, hold them loosely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Amen, sister. <laughs> I mean, I didn't, like, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> um, I hope all of this is encouraging for you guys. Like, obviously, we plan this conversation around you guys and the mm-hmm. fact that Dustin and Sharice, and I mean, I can be thrown into that, like, into the conversation. Ainsley can maybe, too, right? Like, just because you graduate high school, like the plan and the decisions that you guys are making right now in your life, just those decisions don't just like go away after a certain point in your life. There's mm-hmm. always things that you need to decide mm-hmm. and there's always different directions that you can go. And it's hard. It's hard regardless of how old you are. And so I hope for you guys as you listen to this that this is encouraging, that um, there's people who are a couple steps ahead of you wise age-wise, seasons of life-wise, who know what it's like. Mm-hmm. Um, so any final thoughts when it comes to wrestling from you guys before our final question? Before our final question. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, honestly, I think my only additional thought is just, like, stick it out. Like, when there's mm-hmm. questions in life and there's things you're not, um, yeah, that you're not sure about, whether it's things like we're talking about, like, life things that you're like, man, I had a plan and it's not working out, whether it's like bigger questions about faith, like, is God real? Can I trust the Bible? Like, what is all this about anyways? Um, Or whatever you're like going through and it's causing you to like push back on the Lord and Mm -hmm. say like, can I trust you? 
um, I just I just encourage you to like keep pushing through that and mm -hmm. and keep pushing into the wrestling because um, like you will come out the other side and if God is worth trusting like He will pull you through um, and yeah I just like am thinking a lot we talked about it earlier too I'm thinking a lot about the Old Testament saints like all mm -hmm. these people in the Old Testament that we hear about Abraham you know Isaac Jacob and David and like all these guys, we talk about them as like heroes of the faith. I kind of said this this morning, but they were like, so often they were nothing close to heroes, um, mm -hmm. but they had this super authentic and real relationship with the Lord where they just like, they had a conversation with them. Like, what are you doing, Lord? Like, why is this where I'm at? Why are you doing it this way? And, uh, and David, like, he, man, he wrote so many psalms that I'm like, I cannot believe you got away with talking to the Lord like that. <laughs> um, but it just shows that God is so gracious towards us. Like, mm -hmm. he's gonna, he is there. He's going to carry you through it. Um, and he's ready. He just, like, he's just a good dad that wants us to come to him and lay it all out there. And he's going to coach us through it. And it's not, it's not always going to be what we want, right? But he knows what's best. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I, I, my point is, like, push into it. Don't give up. Yeah. Yes, I would uh, echo that. Um, and just that reminded like, he's, he's big enough to take it. Like, he's mm. big enough for you to just let him have it. Um, and he will hold it all with grace and with tenderness and with mercy in a way that I, um, yeah, I think that we, we see small snippets of here on earth, but um, don't ever really get that full picture until we are just letting him have it mm -hmm. and we see his response of love. So good. All <laughs> right, final question. Um, what advice would you give to your teenage self? Oh, oh dear. It's a few years ago. <laughs> Stop doing your homework and go outside. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Live a little. Yeah, I was a very different teenager. Uh, I never did my homework. Sharice's <laughs> yeah. advice would be, do your homework, go yeah. inside. Um, yeah, what advice would I give to my teenage self? I think probably to, like, um, get out of my own head. Like, not everyone is watching me as much as I thought they were. Um, and not everyone is looking at what I'm wearing or how my hair is or how I look as much as I thought they were. So, like... Get, get in my head and like focus, like just be, like learn, um, yeah, learn how to be uh, with, with yourself and with others. Yeah. yeah, thanks for that. And thank you for sharing. Um, thank you guys for being here. You guys maybe don't like quite realize how much of youth camp really happens because of these two, particularly this week. Um, Dustin has spent many hours planning games, mm -hmm. and Sharice has been, Sharice is just like in every conversation about everything, and here they are pouring out their hearts and the things that they uh, said they didn't need to share with everybody, but uh, <laughs> welcome you into that conversation, um, and thank you guys for listening, and I just encourage you to, um, yeah, like take into consideration the things that they said, and just even um, get curious about asking people about these things, you know, mm -hmm. um, it's so easy to be isolated, like you hear from two like amazing adults even say that this is a thing that they struggle with. Um, and so you can ask um, your friends some of these questions. You can ask the leaders here these same questions um, and just to, to actually see um, and learn about the things that they have experienced and how they're dealing with hard things. Um, so I just encourage you to do that. And uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thanks, work friends. <laughs>
thanks so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. We have more amazing conversations like this coming up occasionally until our next season starts. If you don't know about our next season, it is going to be on Spiritual Rhythms. It is called Rhythms of Grace. You won't want to miss it. Keep your eye out for more information. It's going to be amazing. We'd love you to join us on the journey. So until next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>